Hey, welcome to the Michelle Mission. Two men, one podcast. Every black film ever made. My name is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are at the penultimate. Ooh. We are at the stoplight at the end of 300. We are on episode 299. 299. Of the Michaud Mission. And we've got a good one for you. Not just a good one. We have possibly one of the all-time great cult classics of black cinema on store for you today as Vincent and I sit down to review from 1993 Sankofa by Holly Garima and starring a international cast to say the least. And I am not going to butcher their names here at the top of the show, but hopefully I will get them close to correct when it comes time for the review. Uh, But before we go there, as always, we like to start our show by saying hello to everyone out there who are watching us as we are streaming live via StreamYard over to Facebook and YouTube and to Twitch and to everyone out there in the chat. Hello, 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 Hello. each and every one of you. Hello. Good evening, folks. How is everyone? I hope everyone is doing fine. I am doing well. Vincent is doing well. We are excited to be with you again tonight. episodes. 299 episodes. Wow. Wow, indeed. Mm, 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 mm. I can't believe it. I cannot believe we've come this far. It's, it's, it, it has flown. It has. It has flown. It has. Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like it, it seems like only yesterday we started this podcast with you just coming over to my house and recording at, at my kitchen table. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, just, just real, you know? I mean, in many ways, it's still DIY, but it just, it it really, you really do see the progression of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You really do see the progression. I think, I think periodically people ask us for advice or want us to talk about, and, and I'm realizing I'm a terrible person to ask about podcasting because like I can't really do a class or okay. seminar or anything because my the entirety of my advice mm-hmm. is just start doing it. That's true. And then like I'm finished. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> because not to discount your your very very talented technical expertise. Mm-hmm. But so much of it is we said we were going to be at a place at a certain time. We said we were going to do a certain thing. Mm -hmm. And then we were at the place and we did the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then we said, okay, well, next week, let's do this again. That's right. Wash, rinse, repeat. Right. So, yes, it's, yeah. Well, that is one of the, to me, like, you know, I, and we have done talks on on podcasting and stuff like that. And I've mm-hmm. done, done a few. And that's one of the first things I tell people is like, yo, be intentional about this. Right. Be intentional about what you want to do. Set yourself up a schedule. And then you will find yourself, you know, if, if you adhere to that, 
before you realize it, that becomes a part of your body. It becomes almost muscle memory for you right, to right. do it. You know what I mean? And like, like, I don't know what I would do on Tuesdays if we wasn't getting together. I know it'd be weird. Like, like I'm, I'm sitting somewhere just watching a random movie. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. right. You know what I mean? Um, and then the other thing is like, I don't, okay. This is an interesting question for you. I still love movies. Yes. But I do find myself looking at movies and not even just movies. Like I look at every form of entertainment totally differently now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, you start to see the beats. Mm -hmm. You start to, to see the, the casting choices. Yep. Yep. And it all, but in my mind, when I'm surprised, it's just that more, it's it's that much more delicious okay. because I think it's going to zig and it zags. Yes. Yep. Like I love when something zigs and it zags or when it zags, but it executes it so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say that, that. I'm just yeah. like, okay, well, sometimes done. It, it, it still plays to what you thinking, but it's, it's, you don't care. Well, because then the you can concentrate on the craft. Yeah. You can concentrate on it unfolding. You you and I have talked um a little bit, and I know you haven't finished, but like severance. <laughs> you go, go on your severance jag. Go on my severance jag. You, you know, it was a television show on Apple TV, and and there were certain plot beats mm-hmm. that you knew were coming, mm-hmm. but it executed it so well. Right. That it was just like, wow, this, you know, this is really well done. But but you're right. You do kind of get a sense of of how the stuff is put together just because at this point, we've just watched so much we've of it. A lot of it. Yeah, we have. We yeah. Have. Speaking of being intentional in your podcasting, we are on our way to our 300th episode. We are. But there is another podcast, a friend podcast of the Michelle Mission that is celebrating their 200th episode yes sir the ghouls next door the ghouls next door the ghouls who sometimes have been next door to us they have we they've been on our show a couple times we've been on their show uh gabe and cat they do a a fantastic show that is a horror podcast but uh but it's a horror educational podcast yes yes it is yes Uh, it is it, it definitely looks at you know, all forms of horror and literature, movies, television, um, all forms of horror and, and folklore. Um, and, and they're they're entertaining with it, but they definitely take more of a. Uh, how would you say like more like. Uh, 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 I mean, almost educational. Yeah, 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 like a scholarly, like a, or scholarly, absolutely, right, right. But it's definitely still fun, absolutely. And you want to talk about two women who sat down and were just intentional about doing their podcast, and now they do the podcast. They've made short films based on the podcast. Yeah, oh yeah. They've, they've um, done live events. You know, they they blew they've blown up. I remember when. Um, a couple of years ago, there was a woman's podcast festival here in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and their show was maybe only a couple, maybe not, not quite a year old. They, they had the biggest crowd there. Yeah. They would, they are a fantastic podcast and we, 
just want to say, you know, congratulations Con- on 200 episodes. Congratulations. Well done. Well, Looking forward to the next 200. Yes. And if you want to check them out, ladies and gentlemen, go to theghoulsnextdoor.com or look them up wherever you find podcasts. The Ghouls Next Door is a great, great show. And look for them returning to the mission in, as they always, always do. Absolutely. They come we, October. Again, they're the Ghouls Next Door. So we visited them. They visited us. Yep. Yes. And we will. Did we say good evening to everyone? We did. Did we? Okay. We did. All right. Okay. You good? Um, yeah. All right. But we did say good evening to everyone. And only because I noticed this out the side of my eye looking at the chat. There's one particular missionary who is having a very special day. Oh, and, and which missionary is that? That is Bree Bree 517. Okay. It is her birthday. Happy birthday, Bree Bree 517. Happy, happy, happy birthday. You don't look a day over 515. <laughs> no, you do not. No, you do not. And in commemoration of your birthday, uh, Bree Bree, I have written a very special birthday song just for you. <laughs> okay? Well, there you go. Well, Lynn's written a song. Okay. Want to hear it? Well, of course. Here we go. Of course. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. There you go. Happy birthday, Bree Bree 517. <laughs> Shout out to comedy sports. <laughs> that that reminds me a bit of my favorite knock-knock joke. Ever tell you my favorite that I do this with this is my favorite joke I share with kids all the time. Okay. My favorite knock-knock joke. You want to hear it? I want to hear it. Okay. Knock-knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting. <laughs> That's my go-to with kids. We get loopy around a 300th episode. <laughs> we... Like the ghouls next door are also scholarly. We come at it from a different angle. A different angle. You gotta warm up. You gotta warm up. We're talking about Sankofa tonight, so we, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but, you know, right now, you, you know, move. <laughs> we have a voicemail, Vincent. Do we now? We do have a voicemail. Uh, we have a voicemail from Turquoise. Oh, okay. From Atlanta. Hey, Turquoise in Atlanta. Hi, my name is Turquoise, and I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, And I just wanted to thank you guys. Uh, I think the Michelle Mission is a wonderful podcast. Now, you guys are very smart and funny, and I think it's reflected um, in this great community you've built online. And I actually first found your podcast because I was looking for opinions on Ease Bayou, and it was just such a good episode. I couldn't stop listening. And I think I binged the whole thing until I finally caught up, caught up. And so now it's, like, required listening for me every week. Um, so I just want to thank you guys for all of your hard work. And I'm actually calling in uh, regarding your discussion on Precious. Uh, for me, it's a movie that I only watch once a year because I ugly cry every time I watch it. So... For this uh, podcast, I actually didn't listen because I think I watched it probably 
100 days ago. So I think I need at least another 265 days to get myself together before I can uh, rewatch it again. Uh, but I just wanted to give credit to Sapphire for, you know, writing such a great story and Lee Daniels for, um, you know, bringing it to life. And I just think it's an important story because statistically, you know, abuse is something that happens to people like us, people we know in our families, our friend groups, our communities. But I, And I think for me, um, I can understand Vincent's point of view that, you know, it is a very hard watch and that people might not want to see it because you should protect your peace and do what's best for you. But for me personally, I think the biggest theme of the story is hope. Um, you know, so many of our major religions are about how life can be about suffering, um, but there are also very beautiful things that come out of it. And I think the movie did a very masterful job in showing how Precious kind of has this hope in her, and we see it uh, figuratively in her dream world, but also literally in her fight for literacy and her fight to give her children and to just make her life better than the life that her grandmother lived and the life that, you know, her mother has made for her. Um, and then I just want to say as far as the casting, uh, Gabrielle Sibide, I hope you guys review Antebellum, probably a mother may I, because it was a terrible film, uh, kind of like a horrible Kindred knockoff. Um, I know you guys like Octavia Butler, so that'll be fun to listen to. Um, honestly, with that movie, Gabby, to me, was a standout star, and I would have rather have seen a movie with her and Janelle Malet making, like, a female equivalent of Booty Call, just, like, some antics of young women out there getting laid, having fun. So hopefully we'll get to see that. Um, I was thinking with Monique, maybe you guys could do a theme month of comedians in dramatic roles, just because they think that a lot of them have really good range. Um, and Monique showed that in this movie. And then um, with Mariah Carey, I don't know how Lee Daniels got her impressions without makeup. He must have some kind of voodoo, because um, if you follow her on Instagram, you know she wears a ball gown in the pool. She'll wear one at McDonald's. So I don't know what he paid her to get her to do this, but I definitely appreciate it. And I would love for you guys to review Glitter during Black Music Month, because it actually is a pretty nice 80s soundtrack. Um, again, thank you guys for all of your hard work, and I definitely appreciate it. Peace. There you go. Thank you, Turquoise. Thank you, Turquoise. That was really cool. It's a really cool record store in Atlanta. I think it's called um, Mood. Mood? Mood. It's in Five Corners. Or yeah. Four Corners. I think it's Five Corners. Whatever that area is, that real cool area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, a really nice record store. Bree Bree did, did bring up that she was hoping that we cover um, the film Antebellum. Right. Now, she, now she suggested it for Mother May I. People have very strong opinion, very strong opinions about Antebella. Well, first of all, um, because of the, the our road to 300, the, right. the Mother May I is, is yeah, truncated this year. Truncated this yeah. year. Um, and we've already selected the films, so Antebellum didn't make the cut. <laughs> and while we have not seen Antebellum, I can guarantee you that the films that we've chosen are worse. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. And that's where I was going to go. Like, Antebellum, I'm sure, is polarizing. Yes, that's a very good word for it. 
But I don't know if on the surface to look at the movie, right? I would say, oh, that looks like it's going to be a right, bad right. film. Because isn't my girl in that? Isn't that, isn't that Janelle Monet? Janelle Monet, yeah, she's the star. Right, and, right. And from Precious, uh, Gabrielle Sidibe is is in the film as well. Right, right, right. And I suspect neither Gabrielle Gabrielle Sidibe nor Janelle Monet ride an ostrich. No, in this film, so. no, they do not. So, no, they did not. So point. Thus, they do not point. make the cut. Point to Mother <laughs> Maya. And if you know, you know. Like somebody just yelled. Yes, they did. like somebody just said, oh, "I can't oh believe God. you're doing that." Yes, yes. Oh yes. yeah, yeah it's time. That probably was Robert Monroe. <laughs> um, but and but her other suggestion, mm-hmm. um, because Turquoise suggested that we possibly review Glitter, or have a uh, um which which was Mariah Carey's film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or have a theme month, okay, of comedians in dramatic roles. Okay? Akin to Monique. Monique yeah. certainly, and but you know, I think we've done a fair number well, we definitely did Mike Epps. We did Mike we, Epps. We Mike we, Epps. We've done Eddie Murphy in Dreamgirls. Yeah, I think there's only really other Dramatic role would be Mr. Church, which right. we haven't done yet. Um, Marlon Wayans is in Requiem for a Dream, but I don't know if that's a black film. I hope it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that it's not good. No, film. no, no. It's just, it's just, we're already doing the, the, the twofer of Precious in Sankofa this week. Like, yeah. these are two tough weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a, Low down, dirty shame with Keenan Ivory Wayans. Yeah, but that's not a drama. He's I, not, I, I'm he's just not serious. Uh, blue blue collar, and and we actually need like like we definitely need to do blue collar with Richard Pryor. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Like Whoopi Goldberg has been serious in films. I know, but Whoopi See, Goldberg I consider her a comedian. I, I was about to say Whoopi Goldberg does everything. True. Right. Right. Well, I'm trying to think of um. Another comedian. I'm trying to think of like another black comedian. Like, but Wanda Sykes is always funny in the movies. She only does comedies. Right, right, right. Um, Kevin Hart was in that movie with. Oh, um, he was in that movie with. Um, uh, I know exactly what to. Uh, 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 Breaking Bad guy. Yeah, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. That and that movie actually was not bad. Right, and it, I, I keep it. Get, it keeps getting pushed back. But I think Kevin Hart, that that Kevin Hart, um, Wesley Snipes movie. Oh, the one that's on Netflix. Oh, I guess I, I should keep pushing it back. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. You didn't like it? It wasn't. It didn't do anything for me. Okay. No. I. I then I'm. I heard good things. Okay. All right. I mean, it's not bad. It's it's okay. It's not bad. Okay. But it's like. Like, you know, people heralded it's like, oh, it's Kevin Hart, like you've never seen him before. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. I mean, it 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 actually is Kevin Hart like you've never seen him before, but apparently Well, I guess not see how you've never seen him before is not that impressive. No, no, to be honest, like if you had seen the Brian Cranston Kevin Hart movie, mm-hmm. you've seen Kevin Hart doing uh The Upside. That was the name of his movie. Okay. With Brian Cranston. Well, I didn't see that one. No, okay, and and it wasn't a hit, so apparently not a lot, a lot of people did. Is is it better than than True Story? I liked it better than you True liked Story. it better. Yeah, because I do like the Wesley Snipes Renaissance that we're in the midst of. Okay, yeah, yeah, it, it's not bad. It's right. just not right. okay. Know. All right, all right. You're not really selling it. I'm not. 
you're not selling it. It seems but, like I should be rewatching something else. No, you should watch <laughs> before it before I watch this. For you the should first watch time. it. Okay. You All right. Watch it. Okay. You know, but you know, I want to rush. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've watched Severance twice now, so maybe not a third time. Okay, you can watch it before your third. Before my go third round, you go around. You actually, watched that whole series. Well, twice. see, I watched it. Oh, then you had to watch. And then it. I watched it once again with Wendy. That's right. That's yeah, right. I forgot. Yeah. Well, that that was just you doing your duty. That was. I mean, it's it. You you know you pick up things though. Okay. Like you pick up details. Like you can tell. You know, I do love a show that they seed it in the very beginning. Like like. We also did a. I, I did a rewatch. She did a watch, right, of Ted Lasso. Uh, another show I have not. Watched. And it's 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 and we're gonna talk about something that's not on Apple TV after this. You seem I was about I was about to say because I'm just doing a lot of free advertising, <laughs> but it is it is remarkable how much they seeded mm. in Ted Lasso in the first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. That once you know, you know. So. Okay. But, but you're saying no more rewatches. I need to go ahead and watch. Go, go watch the upside. Go watch the upside. Change. There are other streaming services. No, hey, I didn't say anything. For. I didn't say anything about streaming services. I just said that I watched something again on, on a streaming service. That's what you, yes, you, you, you but were not, talking about. I'm just saying service. we're not going to talk. I'm, oh, now you want to be slick about the right? That, yes, I do. <laughs> You know, they want to send me a new um, MacBook, then maybe we can talk. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Aaron Fry asked, asked a good question because okay. I think we mentioned it on the show the other other week. Uh, anyone watching The Man Who Fell to Earth? I am waiting. We've been super busy the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but I'm like, like, this is, I'm actually pulling my husbandly, um, privilege and i'm making wendy watch it with me really yeah she's she's not interested in it i mean you know it's science fiction so she's always real hot and cold okay but you know my god she was eddie four and naomi harris and Mm -hmm. and you'll notice i'm not going to mention the last science fiction thing that i saw naomi harris that i loved so much Mm -hmm. which was swan song yes i loved it so much like i threw it on my syllabus like i like now, I've watched Swan Song three times because I, I said, "Shit, I'm teaching this." Oh, God, uh, I have watched the first episode. Oh, you buried the lead. I did watch it. I've been sitting here 45 minutes before the show started. <laughs> What'd you think? It's very good. Oh. It is very, very. very oh, good. I know it is. It, it, it Chiwetel Ejiofor is all that and then have you seen did you see the movie no it's one of my favorite no. 70s late 60s 70s so i think what is it like 71 72 the Maybe. movie i know i've never seen it's the movie. so well you know what you would like it and now just to make it show adjacent it really is in along the it, it's it's the tone of brother john okay okay so you would like that. it yeah i can see that and David Bowie is utterly magnetic. Wow. Like it's early set. Like he's in, in like he's very much David Bowie mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should watch the movie. Well, isn't the movie the story? 
No, no, no. This is a sequel to the movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, this is a direct sequel to the movie. So then... Apparently, it's a dude in it who plays David Bowie's part. Okay, so that... Yes. Yeah, and that's why that guy looks so... Right. Okay, because that's the person he's referencing. Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, maybe I will watch it. Yeah, yeah. You, um... You have Criterion, don't you? I do. I don't know if it's streaming on Criterion, but there was a Criterion Collection edition of it because I have it. Look and see. Yeah, I will look and see. Yeah, it's a beautiful print. I, I I will I will check it out. I will check it out. All right. So yes, I am. I enjoyed the man who felt felt Earth, and I look forward to continuing with. Yeah, I'm. I'm like I said. I'm just waiting. And what it's been two episodes now, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm waiting. Yeah, 1976. Oh wow, is when it came out. But um, I'm just waiting for a moment that me and Wendy are in the same place and we can sit. And but I'm very much looking forward to it. When you watch movies with Wendy, do y'all have rules? I, rules like, 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 like if one gets out of the like, gets if, up if and you goes, see the color blue, you, we got a sword fight. Like, no, what are no, you, no. What okay. Are you talking like, about right now? No, like, like my one rule when I okay, watch movies. What's with your people, rule, right? Or when I'm watching something with uh-huh. someone, if someone gets up and leaves the room, uh-huh. I hit pause. Yes, I don't. I don't know if that counts as a pool rule or just common courtesy. Well, I, I think it's well. Okay, it's common courtesy one. Okay, but it's a rule with me. Okay, because you know, one out of common courtesy, and two. I don't want to now have to feel the questions when you come back. Right, right, right. You know, right. Of you know, like catching me up. Like, no, I don't want to catch you up. Right, right. Like, but or you could just pause it, tell them what they missed if they missed something, and then unpause it. Well, I don't feel like doing that. So I then just you pause just it. pause it. Like at some point you're going right. So I pause it. And I feel we, like you're overthinking this. I don't think it's not overthinking. I it's pause a, it right then. Okay, all right. and then we we're watching it together. So when we, you said rule. It kind of raised my expectations. Like I thought it was like almost a, a, a Pee Wee Herman word of the day type situation. Like if someone said, you know, I don't know, mango, <laughs> everybody jumps up and runs around. No, it's not like that. But it's just like every time I hit pause, right? Like, like my lady is like, you don't have to pause, and I'm like, mm, no, I do, right? Because because if you come back, you'll want to know what happened. You had, yes. Because we're watching serialized fiction and right. there are plot points. Right, or a movie. That's right. actually the, the nature exactly. of entertainment. And it's bad enough that while we're watching this, you're on your phone. So you're not really paying attention. Not really paying attention. I feel like there's a whole lot going on. There's Maybe y'all should sit and should have a conversation, conversation about, about that. Like, should be working this out on the podcast. Right, right. Because again, <laughs> you raised my expectations <laughs> when you said, rule. are there rules when you watch? And I was like, I mean, should I bring my knife? Like, what is what is <laughs> happening? What do you mean? Like, I was trying to figure out next time I go somewhere with you, do I need to like like bring a towel? Like, what's, <laughs> what's... oh my god? Anyway, all right, where are we? That's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference. Nah, since nah, we were nah. nerding it up, we are we are in we're in the weeds now. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, Hey, it's time for our game show, man. Oh, is it now? It is. That's the key. Why you would be surprised what a person can do with just a sense of love touch and a sense of sound. Six 
disagrees with Darvell Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where All Vincent right. has six movies to get from uh, 70s superstar. Superstar. On his own mind. An actor. To an actor that I give him. Um, Vincent, are you ready? I've got two good ones from the world of action movies. Action movies. A battle of wits. Battle I am of- ready. Get in six movies or less. Six movies or less. From Dervil Martin. Dervil Martin to Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes. Okay. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. All right, so John claude Von Damme mm-hmm. was, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think what all he was in. Oh, he's been quite a few. That though. had, oh, okay. Because he was in, um, <sighs> what is the name of them? See, the problem is it's all the same movie. He's been a lot, a lot he's, well, he's only really had one franchise. What's the name of the movie he was in with the big Asian guy? What was the name Bolo? Bolo. Um, what was he in with Bolo? Uh, was Bolo in Street Fighter? Was it Street Fighter? No, it wasn't Street Fighter. It was like the um. I guess it would probably be quicker for me to just look up Bolo. Yeah, I thought he was in something with Bolo. Bolo's uh, filmography. Uh, Bolo. Ah, they were both in. They were both in two films. Um, I don't think it was Street Fighter though. No, no, it wasn't Street Fighter. They were both in Bloodsport. Bloodsport. And see, and that's what I mean. And then you're you're about to say the name of another movie that sounds just like Bloodsport. Similar. Uh, Double Impact. Right, right. All right. So now you got to get the bowl up. Yeah, but 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 Derville Mart- Martin. Oh, I know how you want is, and you know exactly how I'm going to do it. <laughs> Derville Martin is in um Hell Up in Harlem with Fred Williamson. Fred Williamson is in Three the Hard Way with Jim Kelly. Kelly. Jim Kelly is in the um Enter the Dragon. Right. With Bolo, and then Bolo is in Bloodsport with Jean Claude Van Damme. Very good. Yeah. I was trying to do um Raul, uh not Raul. What's my man's Raul name? Williams? Not yeah. Cause isn't he in um Mortal Kombat? Yes. Yeah. Was that his no, that's not that's his, not last, his film. last film. I'm thinking about the guy whose last film was Mario Brothers. Was that that's a good question because I, I I seem to remember yeah. that um now I gotta look up Mario Brothers. Yeah, but there you go. That's how you get to Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's a good one. Because when you said action star, I knew all the action stars, but yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme just made the same movie over and over again. He did. Uh Mario Brothers movie starred uh, Dennis Hopper. Wow, Dennis Hopper. Um, 
No, I, I don't. Yeah, Raw Julia wasn't in there. I don't see anyone. Mortal Kombat may have been Raw Julia's last film. Well, I'm looking at Mario. I'm looking at Mario Brothers. Yeah. So now I'm looking up now. Okay. This is what Vincent does. Ladies I know. mean, you look, man, you bring up this stuff like you don't want that <laughs> open up. <laughs> I didn't open up. You asked the question. Now I got to look up the answer. And I don't want to necessarily wait for people to give right. me the answer. So I'm, I'm looking it up. You open up the file cabinet and all this stuff flies out. It, 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 it fell out. Um, let's see. Uh, Mortal Kombat from 1995. Raul Julia is not in it. Who's that in the hat in in Mortal Kombat? Who am I thinking about? I don't know. I don't know. Who's the bad guy in that? Because it's it's the video game dude. Yeah. Um. Uh. There's a French guy, Francois Petit. Um. No. Okay. I don't know. No, I don't know. I've wasted more. You have. You have. Okay. All right. But there you go. There you go. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Very good. All right. Now, next. Next. Again, from the world of action. The world of action. Get from Dervell Martin. Dervell Martin, too. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, come on, man. Stop. That hard? No. Dervell Martin is in Dolomite with Rudy Ray Moore. Rudy Ray Moore is in... um, the monkey hustle with Yafet Koto, who was, of uh, course, an alien. Come on, dog. I forgot. I what forgot. are you doing? <laughs> what are you insulted? Like, how do you, <laughs> like, how do you pick Sigourney Weaver and you don't even actually look at the cast? <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about you. How you forget Yafet Koto is an alien? I forgot. I forgot. He's like one of the most famous black men because he almost makes it to the end. I think he's the next to last person to die. Yes, he is actually. Um, I forgot. I, I brain fart. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I don't have a graphic of this, <sighs> but I can I can choose someone else. So you want someone else? You, you seem <sighs> insulted. You seem insulted. I, I actually am insulted. For our 299th I, I, episode. I am insulted with the Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. I'm so insulted. <laughs> Trying to think who's in Aliens. <laughs> you know what? I'm so insulted. I'm gonna get to Sigourney Weaver without doing Alien. Dervil Martin, but I'm still gonna use Rudy Ray Moore. Dervil Martin is in um Dolomite with Rudy Ray Moore, who's in Penitentiary Two with Ernie Hudson, who's in Ghostbusters with Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, very good. Very good. Very good. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to come up with one just off the top of my head. All right. Top of your head. Okay. Yes. See how you can't believe you said Sigourney and you didn't even look at the cast of Alien. I forgot about Yafikoto. I was thinking about the first Alien. Yes. Which he's in. I don't even know. Yes. Oh, you know, no. You know who I was thinking of? No, I don't because it wasn't Yafikoto. Isn't Charles Dutton in one of them? He's in Alien 4. Four, I think yeah. that's the one in the prison that um the French dude directed. Okay, all right. That his cut is not bad. Mm-hmm. Like people talk bad about Alien Four, mm-hmm. and the the theatrical release is terrible. But his cut is not. What's what's the guy's name? What's the director's name of Alien Four? Come on, look. 
I'm trying. I'm trying to think of something like. All right, all right. Alien. Four. Is that is that Luke Besson? Probably. I mean, of course, that's the only French director I know from the age. <laughs> no, it's not. Who is it's, it? It's not. Um, Jean Pierre Junot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, people talk. Pe- people talk yeah. real slick. You like, yeah, like you know. No, 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 no. I knew it was a French guy. <laughs> people talk real crazy about Alien Four, but then which, no- is, which is actually t- actual title is Alien Resurrection. Yeah, yeah, but like no one actually watched mm-hmm. his cut of it, mm-hmm. which is not bad. Okay, all right. But yeah, Charles Dutton is in that one. Charles Dutton, so 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 so, so there you go. I was trying to do it with one hand behind my back, but uh, he, he's he's in five on a black hand side with um Dick Anthony Williams, who's in Mo Better Blues with Denzel Washington, who's in Mississippi Masala with Charles Dutton, okay, who's in Alien Resurrection. Hey, Charles Dutton is in Alien Three. Okay, then he's in Alien Three. With, okay, all right. Wait, I thought Charles Dutton was in the prison one. Oh right, Resurrection is the one with um old girl. Right. Yeah. I thought the French dude directed Alien 3. He directed Alien Resurrection. Who directed Alien 3? <laughs> I thought that was the French guy. Oh god. Oh god. All right. Alien 3 was directed by David Fincher. Interesting. Also, not a bad film. His cut of it, like you got to look at the director's cuts of these films. I actually own them. I have the DVD box set of the four Alien films. <laughs> well, you don't, you know, you don't always have to look at director cuts of films. Not always. No, you don't. And a lot of, I would argue, most times that the theatrical cut is the best decision. But sometimes, and I think with these sort of heavily licensed properties, as time goes on. Like you can tell the accountants in the suits were more involved. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to give you one more. One more. And this is coming from the missionaries. From the missionaries. Farrell Blackwell. Wants to connect Derville Martin to? Anthony Quinn. Come on, stop. Derville Martin. All right. Let me all right, let me try not to. Do you know who Anthony Quinn is? I know Quinn exactly is. who Anthony Quinn is, and the easiest way to get to him is 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 Dick Anthony Williams to to um Mo Better Blues with Wesley Snipes or John Totoro mm-hmm. or um Samuel Jackson, all three of which are in jungle fever with Anthony Quinn. Anthony Quinn. Wait a minute. Anthony Quinn's in... in He plays John Turturro's father. Oh, that's right. Jungle Fever. Jungle Fever. You said that, and now in my head I was seeing do the right thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, wow. Well, Farrell Blackwell, see what you've done. (laughs) I was prepared with a better one, but I went with you. Who's your better one? Come on, then we go ahead and just just throw them at me. Okay, because this is a better one. This is a better one. This is worthy of episode 299. Okay, the penultimate episode. Yes. Yes. Who we got? All right. Get in six movies or less. Six movies or less. Derville Martin. Derville Martin to... Um, 
I'm I'm having a hard time coming up with the, the person's name. Um, <laughs> I know who you I, want me to get from Jervo Martin to somebody whose name you don't know. I, I know. <laughs> I know who it is. Guess the number between one and ten. Uh, three. Wrong. <laughs> I can't think of a name real quick. You can't think. Of, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you can't think. Of, can't think. Of. Oh, oh God. All right, wait a minute. I'm 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 gonna come up with a name real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. There we go. All right, all right. Six movies or less. Six movies or less. Dervil Martin. Dervil Martin. Two. Two. Mary Pickford. Mary Pickford. <laughs> <laughs> who? Who was that? Who is Mary Pickford? You don't know who? No, no, no. I don't. Should I know? Who Honestly, Mary... you don't know. Should you I know who that is? is? Probably not. But no, she is. She. Well, yes, her name's Mary, but Mary that Pick- doesn't Mary necessarily Pick- mean anything. Mary Pickford. But Mary Pickford, Mary Pickford. Mary Pickford. We're, was, we're, was the first, the first great female movie star. So she's like from the silent era. She was in some talkies. <laughs> what talkie was she in? Would I that I would be familiar with? Well, that's and, see, that's that's a trick question. See, that's a trick question. Because one that you will be familiar with, yeah, probably none. But probably so. So she's a woman. She's an actress from the early days of cinema. Who's in film? She was married to Douglas Fairbanks. Married to Douglas Fairbanks, and um, and uh, reportedly had maybe had an affair with Charlie Chaplin. This has. I wonder if it was silent. Because <laughs> it was an affair. Shh, got you. <laughs> well, well, I will, I will, I will admit that I probably can't connect Derville Martin to the woman from the silent era named Mary Pickford. Who was in a bunch of films and and a few talkies from what I understand, and they called them talkies. <laughs> that's that's your choice. No, no, I got one for you. You got, I got a real one for you. Okay, you got a real one. I got a real one. Mary, right, real Mary. One. not Mary Pickford. So. <laughs> Dervo Martin. Dervo Martin to Orson Welles. <sighs> And then we gotta get to this. No, 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 no doubt. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, what was Orson Welles in? He was in something real stupid. Really? Like right before. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. What was Orson Welles? In that was ridiculous. Hmm. He didn't do too many ridiculous things. He did <sighs> do some things for money, though. Right. I can't. You know, I'm trying to get past the the wine commercials, but he was in a movie. Yeah, he's, he was in a ton of movies. Um. Uh, Are you talking about later in his life? Right. I'm trying to get Marlon Brando out of my head with Superman. And Uh, was Orson Welles in the Transformers? What? Yeah, Orson Welles is in the Transformers movie. Mm, mm, mm. Which one, Vince? What do you mean, which one? The cartoon. That's your final answer. Ah. See, 
that Leonard Nimoy that plays Unicron? Is that your final answer, Vincent? No, it's not my final answer. Ah, uh, yeah, I can't think of what Orson Welles was. He in. was Unicron in the Transformers movie. Well, who the hell was Leonard Nimoy? I don't think he was in the Transformers movie. Let's not get stuck on a Leonard Nimoy tangent. Yeah. Orson Welles was in the Transformers movie. He was the, the animated movie. He was the voice of Unicron. He was Unicron, but now I don't yes. know. Who... Oh, boom. Boom. Got it. Because Durville Martin is in. Um, all right, let me let me let me get it. Okay. All right. So Derville Martin mm-hmm. is in and and I'm hoping I don't run out of run out of people. Derville Martin is in Hell Up in Harlem with Fred Williamson who's in Three the Hard Way with Jim Kelly, who's in um, um, Black Belt Jones with Scatman Crothers, who's in the Transformers with Orson Welles. Oh, yeah, because Scatman Crothers plays jazz. Mm, jazz mm, mm. in the mood anime come on movie. stop of course jazz was in the movie what are you talking about right now I just want to double check <laughs> of course jazz was in the movie I just want to double check Double check all you want I'm, 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 I'm double checking jazz had a bit part yeah, yeah, yes yes okay. yes Very of course good. jazz what do you mean jazz had a bit part <laughs> like why are you trying to talk crazy about jazz People know Optimus Prom, people know Bumblebee, and then he said, okay, name another Autobot, and then they say Jazz. Because he was the Black Transformer. He talked like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to go to Transformers. I didn't think so. You're right, though. I'm, I'm checking here, because now I'm looking at the voice cast for the movie. And Leonard Nimoy, he did voice yeah. a character in the... I didn't know that. Yeah. He voiced Galvatron. Galvatron. I did not know that. So I could have gone the Michelle Nichols route too. Yeah, and then yeah. gotten a Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, yeah. 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 I didn't. I, I. I. I guess he keeps that. Well, kept that very low. Mm-hmm. He didn't need. Well, he didn't need to celebrate that. Yeah, yeah. Like Orson Welles needed. You know, after a certain point, he needed all the credits he could get. Right. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Very good, Vincent. Well, thank you, sir. Yafet Kodo. Look at that. All right. All right. All right. You know, we were running good on time. I know. <laughs> 20 minutes ago. I know. But look, <laughs> you start throwing them at me. Oh, God. All right. All right. It's time for us to get into our review. Okay. Of Sankofa. Okay. We'll be back with the film review soon as we do something funky and have steps in it.
Sankofa, drama directed by Holly Garima, featuring, and I apologize if I butcher any names here, Oya Fanik Ogunlano, Kofi Cabana, Muta Baruka, Alexandra Du, and Afimo Omilami, a self-absorbed fashion model in Africa, is spiritually transported back to a plantation in the West Indies where she experiences firsthand the physical and psychic horror of slavery. Sankofa from 1993 is a certifiable cult classic of Black cinema that has been lovingly restored um, for its um, streaming on Netflix, uh, mm-hmm. thanks to the, the efforts of Ava DuVernay's Array Entertainment. It's a beautiful print. It is a absolute If nothing else, gorgeous. you just start with it's a beautiful print. It's a beautiful film. It's a beautiful film. And it was not just Vincent's selection, but it was my selection as well for episode 299 of the Show Mission. Vincent, where do you want to start with Sankofa? I think the way to start with Sankofa for us, and, and, and I'll specifically say for me, is if you have been listening to a fair amount of the 300 episodes, you, you know, we have been hesitant to talk about films from the diaspora. Mm-hmm. Hesitant as in we are more comfortable talking about American films because, as we've said, we are of a vastly different mosaic of people and each culture has its own, it, it, its own details mm-hmm. and history and tradition. And we would never want to even accidentally be disrespectful. Yeah. For me, Sankofa was in play because the Ethiopian born Ethiopian filmmaker, Holly Garima, studied with the LA rebellion yes directors mm-hmm. so so he is certainly part of that school and we've talked about the the, the work of Jamal Fanaka we've talked about Charles Burnett we we've talked about the the wonderful Julie Dash mm-hmm. so in my mind the first thing i would do is is group them group sankofa with the films of those filmmakers so then that that was my entree into it. And I think as a film, Sankofa very much fits with the work of those filmmakers just stylistically. Yeah. I, I think we, we mentioned a moment ago the, the the print and how beautiful it is. The cinematography is is gorgeous you know it's filmed in the west indies it's filmed in ghana Mm -hmm. and and garima makes makes very good use of this natural space yes he does whether it's it's the fort in ghana where where enslaved africans were shipped out Mm -hmm. into the the west or or this plantation Mm -hmm. and he, he there's this there's this image that goes on for where you see the reeds they're on a sugar plantation and you see the reeds yeah and yeah. they're just people in the reeds and it, it's just this just a beautiful image oh yeah 
So the, the, there's a line, the pacing, we've talked about the pacing before with whether we're talking about the pacing in something like Daughters of the Dust or or we, we just talked about a killer of sheep mm-hmm. a few months ago. Charles Burnett. Charles Burnett's killer of sheep, this sort of languid, leisurely pacing mm-hmm. where where Holly Gurim as a it, it it reflects his his confidence as a filmmaker. That's a good word. And 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 his confidence in us as the audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that the that these scenes breathe and flow, but at the same time, this this almost endless feature of the pacing is representative of this storyline about mm-hmm. this this model who finds herself transported into the past and is enslaved. Mm-hmm. And and you just circle back to the lighting, they actually towards the end of the film reference the um the the golden hour you know you've heard some people call it the golden hour some people call it the magic hour it's that moment right after sunrise or right before sunset where the lighting perfect is perfect Mm -hmm. and you realize that the vast majority of this film lives there lives there Mm-hmm. And and the irony is, for those of us who just, you know, we watch films, you look at photography, it's beautiful. But on this, this in, in this setting that is just horror upon horror, it conveys this otherworldly stillness yep. that these enslaved people just cannot get out of. Yeah, yeah, you feel trapped in it. Like his, like his, his LA Rebellion peers. While the cast may not be made of of actors that you see a lot, visually, this is a very striking cast. Whether you're talking about now, 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 I'll you know, uh, you know, I'll apologize in advance. Whether you're talking about Oyufunmike Ogalano as Mona, mm-hmm. who very much appears to be the decadent the decadent model in yeah. the 20th century yeah. but when she is transported in the past she is very much one of of the enslaved like mm-hmm. she's part of this community alexander dua as nunu oh yeah who's yeah. who's the the matron of this community is is wonderful mata baruka who plays shango oh you cannot take your eyes off of him. No, you cannot. No, you he cannot. is so magnetic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that when 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 Mona, who becomes Sh- uh, Shulo in the past, talks about being in love with him, mm-hmm. you completely understand. You understand it. He is one of the most magnetic fig, and I've thought this since the nineties, mm-hmm. where wherever he is on the screen. You're pulled. He's almost distracting. Yeah, yeah. Talking about the reason, some of my favorite shots are of Shango in the sugar, the the, the sugar reeds, and you just see him through the reeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and he's he's magnificent. Uh, the 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 whole cast is fantastic. A female Omalami, who's an actor that we've seen before, seen him here, in tons on, of stuff as Noble Ali. He's fantastic as this sort of 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 psychologically wounded headman. 
Yeah. Like he's basically a, an, an overseer. Yeah. And he really is the only actor here who is familiar. He really is. He really is. You, you know, finally, I wanted to point out Nick Medley, who plays Joe. Okay. Who yeah. is, is the result of a rape of Nunu. Mm-hmm. And and he's really the subject of how religion in Christianity in particular was used to psychologically terrorize these people. So just the images of blackness, the music editing is fantastic. You and I just had uh speaking of of the LA rebellion, we had a conversation about how well Charles Barnett use uses music mm-hmm. in Killer of Sheep. The musical cues, the musical editing is fantastic. There's there's oh there's one of many striking moments when Mona is initially transported to the past, mm-hmm. and and the, the the enslavers start to beat. You know they rip her clothes off, they brand her, they beat her, and the musical cue, however, and and all along they they've been playing Ghanaian music. You know they're yeah. the drums, yeah. so yeah. you see it. But during this 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 assault mm-hmm. take my hand precious lord starts yep. playing yep. which is holly Garim one of the many many moments where where he 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 puts forth this theme that ultimately made me feel like we should absolutely talk about this because one of the main themes of this film, Holly Garima is unapologetically pan-African. Yes. We are all one people, the Caribbean, Europe, America, the continent of Africa. We are all Africans. Mm -hmm. And there's so much in this film that speaks to it. Speaking of sound, there's this wonderful detail where all of the enslaved Africans speak differently. Yeah. Like Shango has this very, very, very heavy. thick and heavy West Indian accent that, you know, I'm not West Indian. So, you know, I'm certain, you know, I'm, I'm certain that, you know, people, there are some people who are West Indian who could understand him better than I could, mm-hmm. but I couldn't understand him. He speaks differently than Nunu, mm-hmm. who speaks differently than Joe. Mm-hmm. But all these are all, we are all one people. And and it is, this is a film that is unapologetically pan-African and frankly is unapologetic. This is Holly Garima's vision of, of, of what black people should do mm-hmm. and not lose track of of our heritage mm-hmm. and our ancestry and if you are not black this is holly green putting forth this testament of what black people went through exactly during this period there's there's uh, again in the, in the moments before mona is transported in the past in ghana there are a group of tourists mm-hmm. who are going and 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 it really is a you, you get the sense of this is a stop yeah, on their stop tour. The way, you you tour. know, I'm going to see you know I'm going to go to the to a point of no return for an hour. Then we're going to go and eat. Then we're going to go on safari, and then we'll probably go do a little shopping. Mm-hmm. And Sankofa is a film that is a document that lets you know that this is not just something 
to take a snapshot because it is this is a film that is unblinking in its depiction of brutality Mm-hmm. of rape mm-hmm. of again the psychological terror that went on mm-hmm. and it is not exploitive but at the same time again it is it it it's not sugar-coated no it's not and it's and and it's made all the more real by one little thing that holly garima smartly does in that you talked about um uh shang the shango's character and his thick accent Holly Garima actually, you know, um, encouraged mm-hmm. all of the actors to take their scripts and to, you know, work their dialogue and even possibly rewrite the dialogue if if need be, which uh, Muda Baruka did in his case, certainly, and I think others did as well, to, so that it what was there in the text fit more to how they saw the characters actually saying right which helped give everyone this their own you know for lack of a better word accent their own patois as it as it were Mm -hmm. um as they were speaking which with one another um and i i thought that that also made it all the more poignant when at different times in the film, they would speak their native tongue mm-hmm. to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, very, especially in Nunu. Nunu would very often be speaking English, mm-hmm. but then when she would pray, because she was the matron, she would pray in her native right, tongue. Right, in Akin. Right, in Akin, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, which um, is um, the, the, a, a language from Ghana. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just really smart, really cool, because it doesn't, it doesn't distract at all. It, it it just flows in with the with the film. Like the okay, we talked about the print, and the print is beautiful. Yes, but going back to the directing of Holly Garima, him coming from the L.A. Rebellion, as much as we herald all of those directors that have come from from that movement you hit on it i don't think any of them display the confidence that he does in the direction of this film you talk about the language pace of it 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 does have a language pace but it's all about building tension Mm -hmm. It's, it's all about building the mood you know, there are there are few and far between, but there are mo- there are lighter moments in yeah. this film and they work because they feel earned um, and they also work because sometimes they ca- they come as the button to a bit of tragedy or sorrow. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm thinking specifically when you think that Nunu is going to be sold off Um and then she comes back and there's a little bit of levity there. There's first of all, there's levity there, but there's also unabashed joy in that moment. Right. Like I, I was smiling as, as much as Noble was smiling when I know. comes running back up. Um, there's also, and, and, and between her, between Nunu and Noble there, there's not a, there's not a, uh, uh, um, there is a, a, a tension that grows between them that, 
slowly turns to affection, not romantic, right, but just an affection and appreciation of one another, right. And I I love the the honesty and maturity of that happening in right. this movie, right. I love the maturity of um, Mona's. Um, when she she transform transform goes over and and then she is back in you know the in the plantation at Shola, I love the her relationship with Shango, mm-hmm. which is decidedly of a more romantic nature, but it's not overt at all. Right, you know, um, as she is she even though we know that she's Mona this this stuck up model, but as she is reconciling with oh my god i think i must really be here in this place and be be a slave you show see her starting to reconcile with her circumstance and shango you know they're holding her hand through it you mm-hmm. know? and i thought i thought their relationship w- was spot on i just i just think in, in the transitions that you, you talked about the movie selections the cam, cam- camera angles that that he uses the the confidence to start this movie with these beating drums right from the the start first of all to start with with this um this soliloquy about how we need you know black people need to you know remember where they came from Mm -hmm. you know i think that was so smart and so striking and Mm -hmm. so strong and the images that are used in in that opening where you are seeing like you know the these uh, uh um no no uh sculptures uh, um as the the words are going on and this beating drum and and, and then it 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 cuts to you know the sankofa kofi cabana character beating his drums as, as this is all playing on like that is that is uh imagery that is powerful but it's very easy to become either cheesy or not as well done right and there's everything about this is just spot on you you are in you are in the hands of a master well it's completely realized right this is a completely realized vision Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it really is. And I think the storytelling shorthand is mm-hmm. so magnificent. You don't spend a lot of time with the Mona character in the beginning of the film. And the Mona character actually does not have any lines. Right. But like you said, you still get across who she is in the current time, 93 mm-hmm. at that time, this self absorbed model maybe not 100% in touch with who she is because you right. see her in like the blonde wig right, and it's the tiger print tiger print yeah you see yeah. her you do see her at one time in some more you know um kinty clothed fashion right but it still feels very disingenuous right. it's a costume it's a, exactly yeah it's a it's costume, a costume. And, and and you you immediately know who she is mm-hmm. right and i think and and that's maybe five minutes. Yeah. And then boom, you're back. You're she's yeah. back in in on in the plantation. And and that's really a testament to um Ogunlanu's physical performance. Yes. Because yes. as you said, 
there's no dialogue for mm-hmm. the from her mm-hmm. for the first 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But again, you get the sense that you know she is part and really of, she doesn't even have a lot of dialogue in the movie. Right. Nunu right. pretty much like is the star, really. She is a product of this decadent yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. She is, you, you know, the, the the film really does set forth like the 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 height of her affront is when Sankofa comes to her, she hides behind this white man. Yeah, her, the, yeah, so the white man is protecting her from her past. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. she goes through it. And speaking of her, her physical performance, I love the moment at the end when she comes back. Yeah. And now she's back. Mm-hmm. But just her whole body language is different. Yeah. Yeah. So totally, totally, totally. Something you talked about with the, 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 the scenes of affection between Shango and, and Shula, I appreciated how tender they were. Yeah. Be, yeah. Because, be, because, you know, again, just, just uh, once again, Ogunlanu as an actress, this had to have been a very challenging oh. role because yeah, there that. are several scenes of her being sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's a scene, there are two scenes where she's violently disrobed, mm-hmm. you know, the beginning where she's branded and then the exorcism and she's beaten. And I love the fact that that she and Shango are a couple. They're a young couple. It's it's the implication is that they are physical with one another. But when we see them together, what we see is how tender he is with her. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, he, when he gets her after she's been beating and he tends to her wounds and and he sees to her and and it's it's just wonderful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, and um, I think that is also really cool because the shango character definitely has the impression if you're just looking at him as someone who is um maybe a little more rougher around the edges oh absolutely you know um and while he shows it a little bit he doesn't he 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 doesn't come off like he's not thuggish yeah well i mean yeah he's 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 a lot more you know thoughtful and deliberate mm-hmm. in his actions you know waiting for his moments and he and he doesn't come off just to see him as someone as, as that's how you know the character is going to be played out so i like that little point too i also like and speaking of you know the jojo character i like the investigation or interrogation of the church's role right in the um the the supplication of the slaves yeah i really i really like that interrogation of that because it is something that is not often seen and and when it is usually seen it is it is seen as another aspect of the white man's um foot Mm-hmm. on black people's neck. I liked it in this film in that the 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 priest who Jojo, you know, Joe. Joe. Right. Joe um goes to and sees almost like as this father figure is not a white man. Right, he's maybe Hispanic. Yeah, like yeah. Not a, like Latin. Yeah, Latin, yeah. And and 
I just I just like that li- right. just little different touch right. of it. Because, he definitely has an accent. Right. Because yeah. because what that does is then it it actually is the church. You could right. maybe like, you know, shorthand it if it was a white right. priest. It's like, oh, it's like all white people. Right. Like, no, it is the church. This this is a part of the system. And like you said, this is a film that lets you know that so much of the terrorism that was enacted against these Good. Africans mm-hmm. was psychological. Mm-hmm. Like I love the detail that they forced them to beat each other, you know, coupled with, as you said, the way, the role that the church plays like this is psychological, this, all of this. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I think again, just to bring in some other text. I admire how, how do I want to put this? Holly Garima is not holding your hand as the audience. And you know, I, no. I know, you know, we no. talked about this a bit with Daughters of the, of the Dust, mm-hmm. where, where it's not going to meet you halfway. Mm-hmm. You, you have to meet me where, where I am. Exactly. Sure. I'm here. Come. In full disclosure, this is maybe the third time I've seen this because we'll talk. I guess we should talk a little bit about the history of this film. But this is the first time I've watched it with the subtitles on. Okay. Just so I could have the plot details. But I was, I made notice of how much of this film I needed the subtitles Mm -hmm. because, Mm -hmm. again, this film is, is not here. To, to to hold your hand no and you have to meet this film where it is and what does that say about you like like e- even that part of it as as a piece of art it forced me to think about well what does that say about me that i need the subtitles to understand my people like we're like like how are we all kind of separated to the point where we don't even understand each other necessarily. I mean, well, well, you know, that's that's that is the 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 tragedy. Is yes, that, like it, that we can't pronounce these names, right? So that you know? adds another level to it. But you have to think, Holly. This is deliberate. Yes, on Holly Garima's part, like yeah. he wants to make you think about this. Yeah, I, I want to mention this before we get into the history of the film. I want to mention this only because it's come up a couple of times already. The one aspect of this film I really bumped up against, and I, again, maybe it's me looking at it from a 20, 21st century lens, mm-hmm. but I don't think so, mm-hmm. is that you, there is a lot of violent imagery in this film. And I would say, and I and I, and I charted it, about 90% of it is against women. Yes. And that really, that really, it, it bothered me. Sure. It really bothered me, especially the one moment, because you talk about the the note of, of how the psychological terror of us having to, you know, whip one another. And it's mentioned about how the noble character. Yeah, Noble as, Ali. You know, yeah. as kind of like um, that's one of his jobs mm-hmm. is to you know, to whip the you know uh, people that tried to escape or did wrong or whatever. And you see one of the slaves being whipped, like the a whole group of slaves 
tried to escape. They caught him. They brought him back. Now they're being punished. Mm -hmm. One of them's a pregnant woman. Yes. She is the only one who you see getting whipped. Yeah. Um, first of all, and, and first of all, you you hear whipping, and because of the what has happened, you know that it's her being whipped, and you hear it for a prolonged period of time. And then you see her being whipped. Now yeah. you don't see her being whipped as much as you heard it, but you do see her being whipped. And you know, spoiler alert, she's whipped to her death. Yeah. Um that which came after you mentioned the violent disrobing of the Shola character and her branding. Um, and that happens again in the film, in the film, she is also sexually assaulted multiple times mm -hmm. in this, in this film. There is, uh, another character, you know, who is killed, later in the film mm -hmm. um woman who was who was killed by my count there were two very short very 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 brief moments of violence against black men yeah um and there was another moment of violence against a white man that is not shown yeah and I and, and I really bumped up against that, you know. My read, just to sort of put it in its historical context, I think this was one of the few times you, you always hesitate to say first, mm -hmm. but I think this is one of the few times that the violence against women during slavery was depicted like i think so like 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 i'm giving garima the benefit of the doubt like i think in 93 it was his saying women went through this too well i don't know there was there was violence that was depicted in roots that predates this i mean that's towards women i seem to remember i mean don't get I, you know i don't remember many of the you, you know I'm like everybody else. The only thing I really remember from Roots is the Kunta Kinte scene. Yeah, I seem to remember. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was television, so it certainly yeah. would not have been near as graphic. Right. And and it was the 70s. Right. But uh, I do seem to remember some violence against women there. Certainly not to the extent. Yeah. To this extent. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's really it. I, I think, again, kind of like I said earlier, I, I think Sankofa was a film that part of its mission statement mm. was that we are going to depict slavery the way it was. Yeah. And, 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 you know, certainly part of that is not only the sexual assault mm -hmm. that, that people went through, but, you know, women were whipped and, and sometimes they were whipped to death. And, and, you know, there's that it's, it's, it's it's this it's this great moment in the film where it showed the community coming together, which is another thing that I really loved about the, the that it showed that these enslaved people were a community. Yeah, like you know when they surround New New. Oh, you with as she's as as she delivers the baby, mm -hmm. and and there's almost another powerful this, moment, and there's almost this standoff. Yeah, but 
Yeah. 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 And I, I love that because yes, it showed the community, but it also showed um I think even though it doesn't the the, the uprising, as it were, doesn't happen until much later, I think it was the first hint or clue to maybe some of them, you know, that hey, we maybe have a little bit of agency if we well well she, at one point shula talks about how all the 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 sort of ambient tension mm-hmm. that's there and and how you know unfortunately that would lead to her assault because she yeah. said you, you know when when they couldn't sleep he would come and abuse me mm-hmm. but that's another thing that and i know this for a fact was fairly radical for a depiction of slavery this sentiment that in a lot of ways, the white people on these plantations were under siege. Mm-hmm. Like they were never like this whole gone with the wind and everybody just sort of chilling and drinking mint juleps and wearing pretty dresses. They were always scared. Like because yeah. it was always it was an ongoing push and pull and and, you know, this ongoing resistance. And mm-hmm. I do know part of what Holly Grima wanted to do is show that these men and women weren't passive Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. condition. So, but like, like we said, we've sort of alluded to, and this is a film that, that had a very short theatrical run. Really? Yeah. Very short. Like, like, I don't know about you. Like I caught it in an art house in DC when it came out and then it was gone. I I have never seen it. So yeah. yeah. And then it was almost impossible to find out, you know, I know at one point Holly Green, I think was selling DVDs of it mm-hmm. himself. So we've said it, but, but it's worth taking a beat and, and centering this, this statement on its own. All hail Ava DuVernay and Array Films. Oh yeah. For, 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 for partnering with Netflix mm-hmm. and making this available. Yeah, because this this is you know this this is this is a fantastic film. This is a very important film. Um, this film is also listed uh, at, listed as one of the five hundred essential movies to cultivate great taste in cinema by professors of film studies at Harvard University under the heading "The Most Essential Films in the History of World Cinema." Uh, Sankofa, which upon its release won the grand prize at the African Cinema Festival in Italy and Best Cinematography at the Pan-African Film Festival in uh, Barrochino. Uh, and was, as you you mentioned, Vincent, was championed in t- 2021 by Array Films, who remastered the movie in 4K for a limited theatrical run um, at before releasing it to Netflix in September of last year. And this is, I mean, you know, one of the things we've, we've joked about it, you know, looking back on these 299 films, uh, we've both been hesitant to watch movies that uh, revolve around slavery. Right. Um, one, because, you know, just kind of being hesitant of wanting to re- review that text, you know, uh, revi- revisit it. And two, you know, kind of like taking that in because it can be 
It can be something, mm-hmm. something to take all take that in. Um, but this is a film, despite my misgivings on some of the violence in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a film that I am so happy that is out there. And I, I mm-hmm. hope that people, if you haven't watched this yet, because because like you said, it was so hard to find. Yeah, like, there oh, was yeah. definitely a moment in our in our time where it was like this this lost film. We 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 have talked about this over, like you said, right. it's been on Netflix since last what September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we we've actually talked about this over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it was like this 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 lost film. Yeah, but, but so much so that you know. There are generations behind us. They don't know Sankofa. They right. don't know of the legend of Sankofa. Right. Right. And I, I, I hope they take the time to find this because, again, like I want to mention, it's been restored lovingly in 4K. It is beautiful, but never mind that it's beautiful. There are some films from the 70s, 80s, 90s that have been restored, revisited, and things of that nature. And like they look good, but because they still feel of their time. Yes, absolutely. They still feel very much of their sure. time in 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 what have you, their production and the storytelling, or 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 sometimes in just how it's done and the acting or what have you. This movie feels like they plucked it out of the slavery times and create and created this uh, this filmed poem of that moment in time and that is that is how lyrical that is how uh um ethereal and yet how heartbreaking how real how authentic i thought this film was yeah yeah no doubt no, no doubt. And, and to, to sort of end where I started, I, I just, I'm, 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 I'm just speechless and in awe of this group of filmmakers. Like, like one of, the, one of the, one of the many things that I love about doing this mm-hmm. is I've been officially introduced to the LA rebellion. Right. And and this is a like 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 it it's I'm I'm just flabbergasted that this movement, this school, this cohort produced Daughters of the Dust, Killer of the Killer of you know, Killer of Sheep, To Sleep with Anger, To Sleep with Anger, you know, Penitentiary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Sankofa. Like these like like there's a mac- Yeah. This is an absolutely essential magnificent film and and much like you just said it is required viewing it's required viewing. this is yeah. required yeah. Viewing. there's our this recommendation absolutely required viewing yeah yeah so and you can see it and that's the you you can see it I, I think there was a moment back in september where we kind of realized it was out where i forgot what episode but you can actually hear me gasp mm-hmm. because i looked on my phone on my Netflix app, and suddenly Sankofa was playing on my phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, for decades. Couldn't find it nowhere. It did. Right. And now it was on my phone. It was so, it was so surreal when it went off today. 
it said, would you like to watch Frankie and Johnny now? Because, <laughs> like, I'm watching Netflix. Right. All right. So you just watched one of the greatest films ever made. It's a, it's, 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 it's like a lost grail. Mm-hmm. Now you, you watched it. You want to watch some of Netflix's original programming? Since you're here. Was it Frankie and Johnny? What do you think about Grace and Frankie? Grace and Frankie. Yeah, Grace and Frankie. You want to watch Grace and Frankie? Right. It was like, huh. Well, there you go. Sankofa. There you go. It's on Netflix. And you know how I feel about free advertising. No, I don't know, as you were spouting on about Apple TV. I going. know. But, but yeah, you absolutely need to watch this on Netflix. So yeah. there you go. Watch it. Watch it, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Check it out. And uh, to reiterate what Catrice Greer said, hey, it homie. is a masterpiece. Yes, no doubt. All right. Okay, Vincent. All right. Here we are. All right. Well, before we get there. Before we get there. Before we get there. All right. I want to invite everyone. Moo. <laughs> We watch Sankofa. We watch Sankofa. <laughs> now move. You got to stay on your toes. You got to stay on your toes. I invite you, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, check us out wherever you get podcasts. The Michelle Mission, two men, one podcast. Every black film ever made. Go to MichelleMission.com and hit swag where you can check out our cool designs and gifts via T Public, including our Six Degrees of Durville Martin collection that actually added another design it looks fantastic another designs up there whole new design you're killing it i'm trying yeah i'm trying to kill the hell out of it um feel free to email us your thoughts and concerns at me show mission at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 215-867-9666 tell vincent and len what is on your mind and we follow us on instagram facebook and twitter at me show mission subscribe to the Michaud Mission on YouTube and Twitch. You can also subscribe wherever you get podcasts and wherever you do, give us a five-star rating and a review because that helps increase our visibility in those precious algorithms. The Michaud Mission is a proud member of the Podglomerate, thepodglomerate.com. They make podcasts work. All right. Now, Vince. All right. We are at the end of the road to episode 300. Yes, sir. What what, what you going to do when they come for you? Ladies and gentlemen, All boys right. and girls, next week, cats and kittens, here on the Michelle Mission, in front of a small but dedicated live audience <laughs> here taped, in the Bat Base. Taped in front of a live studio audience. Vincent and I will be reviewing Bad Boys. Bad Boys. 1995. Wow. Mm-hmm. The movie where Will Smith slapped the shit out of Martin Lawrence. <laughs> got in one little fight. His mom got scared. <laughs> And moved his ass. Yeah. So I see this this is how you got sent to Bel Air in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Bad boys. All right. Oh man. Yeah. We need that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that was the point. I, I, look, look, I think the program, the one-two punch of precious and, 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 and Sankofa. Sankofa. Yeah. Yeah. 
We couldn't do episode 300. I'm a stop. <laughs> no. 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 No, we had to go. Right. I get a little lighter. A little lighter. A little lighter. So bad boys next week here on the Me Show Mission. Until then, he's Vincent. I'm Len. And in parting, we say. We'll see you when it's time to meet again. Bye.